Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Matt Letissier, midfielder and South Coast God. Play for Southampton, Southampton and Southampton. 540 appearances for the Saints, scoring 209 goals, 8 England caps, criminal. PFA Young Player of the Year winner, 3 times Southampton Player of the Year, sat watching TV with Jeff Stelling and Phil Thompson for a very long time, and of course, author, but let's see what the book club thought in today's The Football Book Club. I'd say it has the feel of a 78,000 word best man speech. I was once carried off in training after a fainting fit caused by eating too many sausage and egg McMuffins. His dream team, Matthew Letissier in free roll and 10 hard workers. When's he going to get to Alan Cook's bizarre <laughs> sex spectator injury? Where is it? Hello and welcome to the Football Book Club, the only book club where, instead of literary classics, each week we read yet another obscure footballer's autobiography. Less Lewis Carroll, more Andy Carroll. I'm Jay's Bug, and over the weeks we'll be reading classics such as Steve Claridge's Beyond the Boot Camps and Alan Brazil's Bubbly in Brazil. But today we're reading Matt Letissier's Taking Letisse. And reading it with me are Jack Bernhardt. Hello. Natasha Daniels. Hello. And author, vice journalist and filmmaker, it's Uber Butler. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey, welcome Uber. How you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm tired from this book. Sure. <laughs> you told us you only finished no. it 45 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've, um, I, I've been like, you know, I needed to read it twice. No, I, uh... it rewards extra reading. I feel like we meet we meet all these people, like great people like yourself, Uber, immediately after we force them to read really weird books. Yeah. So our introductions are always like, How are you? It's like I'm fine, I've just Yeah. I'm fi- You've ruined me. You've ruined me. You've ruined me. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. So already we're like off on the wrong foot. No, no, no. I actually so I, yeah, I enjoyed the process, I think, actually. Um I I think that he is an outside of the box character mm-hmm. in every sense of the word like he likes to play outside of the box likes to think outside the box <laughs> you know he's outside the box lives out of the box yep i'd much rather read it i don't know why but it was almost more satisfying than reading a classic it's in a literary <laughs> classic yeah, yeah i i agree i i feel like i learned loads more from this than i don't know canterbury tales or whatever really? <laughs> yeah i mean imagine being jeffrey chaucer right now here yeah, <laughs> Chaucer Jeff- found spinning in grey. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you did all right, Chaucer, but it's no taking Letitia, let's be honest. Exactly. Um, I find Matt Letitia fascinating, and 
that is why I brought him to the table. Because well, I was quite thank, gen- thank you for doing so. Genuinely curious about, because he is an enigma, right? Yes. I, I think, mm, yeah. So Matt Letizia is like a, a dying breed these days on a football pitch. Like he's a fat bastard. <laughs> like he's a fat bastard who does nothing yeah. <laughs> apart from being the most talented man on the pitch. But like, the fat bastard, yeah. but he was known as a fat bastard in the era of fat bastard. <laughs> so <he>, like, <laughs> like every team had their Matt Letizia at this, but like, so he must have been so lazy, but so comfortably the best, the most talented man on the pitch that he didn't have to do anything else. And then I, I, I guess what made me really go for Matt Letizia was... Has anyone read his Twitter feed? Oh, yes. It's a lot of, like, spooked out conspiracy theory kind of stuff. And I thought, holy yeah. shit, this guy is an outsider. <laughs> of the He's doing it his way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I, I just thought, I want to know what where that comes from. And, and he, you know, mm. after I read the book, I was, like, a bit fed up with Matt Letizia. <laughs> and then... And then I went back and watched his goals again. And then I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's ridiculous. And you're right. It is It is a real insight into his mind. And <laughs> over the next hour, you're going to find out what makes Matt Letizia tick. And I'll give you a spoiler. It's Malibu and Shania Twain. <laughs> 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 The book has 4.4 stars from 137 reviews on Amazon. It's a lot. Hell of a lot. Hell of a lot. I think we're the only people who don't live in the South Coast who ever read this book, I would say. I think I would say that is primarily 137 people in Southampton, the Southampton area. Here's a three-star review from an unnamed Amazon customer Mm. under the title, It's a Book. (laughs) And the review reads, as expected. That's the whole whole review. Fair enough. There was a table of contents. There were page numbers. Uh, That's Matt's review, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, I've also got a five-star one from Pauline called Bought for a Sick Friend. Uh, I got the book for a friend in hospital as he is a fan. He thought it was excellent reading. So there we go. That's good. That's that's another one of those um, second-hand reviews that I don't like. No, you're not a fan of them. Not a fan. There's no insight there. It's good to know that it, it, it has the power to cheer up the needy. It's a good to know. It's a vaccine of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> Which he wouldn't believe in. Of anyway, course. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, we're going to need to knock these on the head. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Get it all out of our system now. Okay, coming up on the show today, we're going to be going to more depth about the book, doing a dramatic reading, a quiz, and we'll not just be getting to know Matt Letizia, but Uber as well. First, let's go around the group in a sentence or two. What do you think of the book? Uber, kick us off as the guest. Um. <laughs> oh, I, all good reviews start off with a long um. It was written, I'd say it has the feel of a 78,000 word best man speech about. <laughs> at, at your own, at, but like at your own wedding and you're your sure. own best man. Um, yeah. That is a long, that would be like, um, what, five hours? There's. <laughs> so much of it and also it's, it's the first book we've done so far which not only has a, a book in it it has an introduction a preface <laughs> uh, <laughs> stats a tribute to alan ball uh all kinds of well, imagine that in a wedding speech all these yeah. things kind of yeah. adding on top i like of that stuff yeah, yeah. okay the bits that are about two pages long it, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I do know what you mean though because it does definitely have the vibe of a wedding speech where you're like where is this going where is this going where is this mm. going 
mediocre joke. Okay, now on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I'm not having that uh, mediocre joke things. He starts on page X before the book even begins. He says, I've always been a very private person, so there's no sleaze here. It's Tiss and Dell, not Kiss and Tell. How dare you say that's a mediocre joke? <laughs> how, how dare I? Awful. <laughs> I found the book a little bit like um, it was a bit. So Uber, you haven't you've been fortunate enough not to have to read as many football books as we have. But I found it kind of a halfway home between Perry Groves and Gary Monks. In that Perry Groves was like packed with anecdotes, and uh, Gary Monks was packed with match reports. Mm. And you know, for every good story, there's a lot of stories about games which are you know against Oldham in 1997 or whatever. Yeah. And it's <laughs> if you're a Samson fan, it's probably great. Uh, but if for us. I didn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, there, he does this thing as well where he says the result and then explains the match. Yeah. So you're not even you're not even wondering, oh, how does this one work out, Matt? You know how it works out because he says the result and then he explains the match. It is really. Yeah. Do you know who yeah. it really reminds me of? Jay from the Inbetweeners. <laughs> like, really? He has to, yeah. And when I was reading it, it's like because it's all about like shagging and drinking and falling over and then when he plays football he has to tell you the result first he has to like <laughs> shoehorn it in because he knows that you're going to lose interest i just i wouldn't say it's entirely about shagging and drinking because mm. latis does none of that like he all he does he, he literally no, just drinks Malibu. it's just weird because he reports he talks about other people doing. yeah that's the weird that is that is his own sexual exploits I'd lap it up. There's even one bit where he talks about how everyone was watching through a curtain while one of their teammates yeah. was having sex. That is one of the weird... Because he, he also starts that bit by going, and now we move on to Alan Cook's bizarre sex spectator injury. <laughs> as, if, as if there were people beforehand being like, when's he going to get to Alan Cook's bizarre spe- sex spectator injury? Where is it? Absolute battle. There are some incredible chapter names, though. Uh, chapter four, it's Stuart Pierce. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> uh, subbed by a fish up a tree. Subbed by Glenn, a fish Glenn chips and fry ups, which is uh, a like lot that, of that, yeah. That seems like a a, a middle aged version of um, uh, what's that film called? Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogger. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that film twice. Yeah, <laughs> generally have. It's one of those films that's always on Channel Four on a Saturday about eleven o'clock. Yeah. In the, in the old days of T four and stuff, and I've I've watched it. It's one of those things that I've been halfway through and gone, why am I still watching this? But I've sat through it at least at least two times, okay. and yet you are. That's how I feel a lot of the time reading these books. So it's uh, understandable <laughs> as well. The book the book is written in twenty ten, uh, when Saints had plummeted into league into league one and it's it, it, as we, we'll talk about later it's not really just about matt it is a real tribute to southampton the football club in general because you know he is the most when you think of southampton you think of matt Letizia, i would say yeah and uh, so i think for today i'll take a role as a, an honorary southampton fan because we have a lot of listeners on this show uh, who are southampton fans we did my yoshida's book and we've done uh, Danny Higginbottom's book in Southampton. You've done Yoshida's book. <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I can't believe. Is it, is it good? It's yeah, so good. good. We'll send it to you in the post. It's ludicrously <laughs> good. Please, no. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no I, I, mean, I mean, genuinely, if you want like a palate cleanser after this book. Right. Immediately, I can tell you're going to be bashing Matt Latissa a bit. Okay, so I'm no. going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, the, I'm going to be, I'm going to pretend to be a Southampton fan all the way through. And I'm okay. going to try and see this through. Even after what he says about Spurs. He loves Spurs. He was a Spurs fan as a kid growing yeah, up. Yeah, I know, but there's, there's some undercurrents in this book about Spurs, I think. He doesn't like Glenn Hoddle. 
doesn't like Glenn Hoddle, doesn't like Terry Venables. That, there's a I lot know. of weird, there's a lot of weird, like, I love Spurs, but I hate Spurs vibes exactly. going on in this whole book. He's gaslighting yeah. Spurs. It's, it's also, a, <laughs> like, it's a very chaotic book because it starts, like, with his England career, then goes back in time to, like, to later on but earlier on in Southampton career so you are you do spend the whole time being like wait where are we what's going on yeah. mm-hmm. you know it's like so- in a Tarantino film where they'll just like show where that person dies all of a sudden like, you'll be like, <laughs> yeah. you watch and it introduces the characters like this is uh, this is my wife and then it's like you see her being like you know brains being picked apart by <laughs> yeah and then, and then you watch another half an hour of the film with her in and you're like I know her fate like there's a lot of that with this it was like and of course uh, Frankie would leave. Franzi would leave us in in two thousand and one because he. D- and then all of a sudden, it's like, what's going to happen with him? And you're like, I know what happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the way that, um, as opposed to like an Uma Thurman character, it's Franny Benali. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were both up for the same role in Kill Bill. To be fair, yeah, true. That is true. Yeah, just just snubbed again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do know what you mean. But I guess, like you say, it opens uh, with kind of slagging off uh, Glenn Hoddle for not taking him to World Cup '98, wasn't it? Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's which a was a story, isn't it? I think there's a lot of like the relationship between Hoddle and Atis is quite interesting. Mm, and I agree. I, I loved how he was like, "I'm not going to shit talk anyone," and then he immediately starts shit talking. <laughs> Glenn Hoddle <laughs> and he's talking about like the stuff where he's talking about sorry I got this written down he's about Eileen Drury and all that trying to take yes. him to the space healer that's fascinating yeah. that yeah. Is, I mean that whole period in like England football <laughs> is bizarre because of the faith healing and yeah. like we sort of again we've had a few books where it's kind of come up I did think when I was re- I was trying to put myself in Latissa's position and <laughs> I, nice and I, I think I, in his position, I would pretend to go and see the faith healer. I'd just be, I don't give a shit. I'd just be like, whatever, I'll lie for, to further myself. Yeah. Well, to, to get in the world, the, the World Cup 98 squad, yeah, just play definitely. along by Hoddle's strange rules. Yes. Uber, we know what you'd have done. You'd have found a lookalike of you. <laughs> and sent them to the, the faith I'd healer. I'd have sent Ellen DeGeneres to the faith healer. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres, Eileen Drury. <laughs> That's a show I want to see. Also, I love how um, Letizia, uh I, I don't want to keep banging on about his Twitter, but I love how he calls Eileen Drury like, just gobbledygook, and then some of the things he'll put on his, <laughs> his account I'd nowadays. not thought about that. That's actually, yeah. he's like, his last thing he shared was a fucking video of Toby Young doing a speech, and you're like, oh, <laughs> you know what? You know who you need to speak to? Eileen. <laughs> <laughs> Taking Letice. I find it a very confusing title because who is taking Lutis? Like Matt, Matt Letizia isn't really taking Lutis at any point in the thing. No one else is taking Lutis out of him. Mm-hmm. No. What's it, 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 do we think it's, is it just a pun? It's just I a think, pun. Yeah, it's just a pun. I, I think it's similar to the whole thing I was saying before about the, the why have you done this? Why have you done this? Why have you done this? Yeah. Unsatisfying joke. Like, yeah. right. <laughs> I, have a, I have an on point anecdote, which should be 15 seconds long. Uh, yes. I, okay, I'm starting the timer. And it's a, it's a brag. So it starts with a brag. I'm a, okay. I, I, I'm an acquaintance of Louis Theroux. And uh, there's my brag. And I was there while he was really, really trying hard to come up with his book title. And he was like, it was like I met him a few times over the base of about six months. And every time I was with him, he was like, I'm still just trying to get this book. And in the end, <laughs> great impression. He, yeah. he went with. Uh, I've got to get got to get through this. Yeah, and the Daniel Beddingfield. No, but there was no. It was it was just because of the pun. 
Yeah, like, right. Imagine, <laughs> imagine Letitia was probably had some similar relationship with like some moon-faced child boy who was trying to like befriend him, <laughs> and also was just yeah. But yeah, no, I, I was there when he came when he and he wow. came up with it, and it was a uh, it was just like a mild half laugh, and then he went with it. Did you- <laughs> Resounding yes. <laughs> I I like the idea that he was listening to "Gotta Get Through This" at the same time. <laughs> yeah. This is a good Hang track. On. Wait a Hang second. Yeah, My name is Louis Theroux. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that mystery. So I've I've kind of sad that there's no there's nothing more to it than just that title. But you know what have I come to expect? We wear blood, sweat, and macketeer. So far, yeah. So. yeah, it's true. Blood, <laughs> blood sweat, and macketeer is a is a classic title. So Latisse, young Latisse, we like young Matissier. Grew up in Guernsey obviously very different to a lot of the footballs we had i think he he's very very attached to guernsey as well i think Mm. there's a certain mindset he's developed there which has definitely stuck with him throughout the book and you know to this day i think in some ways it's why he because there's a lot about he's so uh loyal to southampton because Mm. of the way he grew up in guernsey and i don't don't really know what that means but i guess he he he, he like he likes he likes home comforts or something once he gets to stay somewhere he likes staying there for a long time he, he talks about how like uh, people like why didn't you move to somewhere other than southampton you know and he talks about how like it's actually a real achievement to leave the channel islands at all uh, <laughs> like which i thought was kind of had a real like the island vibe to it uh where you're but like what it's kind of fascinating isn't it i i, I actually quite i've for, sort of forgotten about this aspect of him how much that is true it does his his, his, his upbringing on the channel islands it mm. does make him unconventional like i loved the fact that even like He's complaining about what does he got? Oh, like when he Guernsey play against Jersey in a final, and he says that he calls the ref a disgrace, and then and he's like a child, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, then, yeah. and then he's like the ref drives him back to his mum's, and then his mum always <laughs> his mom, little did he know my mum was at the game, and she also called him a cheat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like this guy's probably volunteering to be a ref, like. And I just like I could see. Oh, there's the distrust in authority. It starts yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he talks about how he was really good at cricket as well, and how like yes, his, he does. Yeah, cricket, and that he was really good at hurdles and everything. It sounds mm. like the Letitia has just dominated Guernsey sport for years. Yeah, true. He was Guernsey, and then Jersey was uh, Graham Lasso. He well, yeah. he's got all the records in in Jersey for every single thing <laughs> over there. Yeah, so good. There's actually a picture. I don't think have you you guys have got have you got a picture section in your book? No, any no. of you. No. There's a picture of him um, carrying Graham Lasso like a baby later on, which I, <laughs> which I thought which I thought was very very sweet. Aww. I don't know why I've got pictures in my book and you guys haven't. Well, I think we I know who has the uh, headphones in this podcast quartet. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we we know we have to send the pictures to James. He'll be the one. <laughs> yeah, who, uh, really describes them well for us. Another thing he does in Guernsey is he wins a certificate of merit for an essay about a dream where he scored the winning goal in a World Cup final. <laughs> I just thought it must have been a really poor selection of essays. Yeah. <laughs> that, that to win the prize. Maybe he was up against Louis Saha's dream in the uh, the World Cup final that he dreamed um, of. Yeah. Oh, have you read Louis Saha's book? We have read Louis Saha's book. Oh. And he spends about five pages imagining a goal in the World Cup final that is not real. <laughs> And I've never been more angry while reading a book. <laughs> Uber, you're going to love some of these books. <laughs> when, you, when you come on next week and we read uh, Barry Ferguson's or whatever. <laughs> so as we said earlier, uh, early on in the book, he goes from Guernsey to join Southampton. 
I was amazed, and we, we did touch upon it earlier, I was amazed at how low his wages were. The highest yeah. he ever earned was four grand a week, which kind of plays into this unassumingness. He didn't really ever seem you know, fussed to change it, to even yeah. ask for yeah. any more money. This is, I mean, this is what's, because I, I, I was like, that's incredible. I cannot believe that's the amount of money that Matt Letizia earns. And I thought, well, mm. wait a minute, maybe I just have a, you know, an understanding of the Premier League being really expensive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because Matt Letizia started in like the mid, well, uh, like late 80s. Yeah. Um, yep. But I looked it up. By when he retired, players were earning, bet- at like the average was like 10, 20, maybe. Like, mm. Like, you know, because 2003 or so. And then Matt Letizia was one of the best players of his generation. How is he not earning more money? It's true. I mean, they talk about Hassan Kashlul, who he played with, who left Southampton to go to Villa. I think he was offered 25 grand or something at at Southampton to stay, and he turned it down. Like what? Uh, and Latisse was getting four grand. I mean, it's coming towards the end of Latisse's time, but you'd think, you know, he'd have been getting more than four grand in 96, 95 when he was, you know, really in his pomp. Yeah. It's really shocking, isn't it? That I did actually yeah. think one of the things that I actually did, I've because I've not read many footballer books. One of the things that I actually really did like about this was just seeing the transition. And I don't want to jump the gun with this, but the transition between like the old football world into the new football world. Yes, it was yeah. like a really interesting thing that, like, at the start, you've got him playing eleven games of snooker after, <laughs> like, at the, at the match, and he's like, "Oh, I yeah. need to stop doing too much of that." And like, you know, like the manager, like punching the players and stuff yeah. like that. And, uh, uh, you know, and then, you know, them going on holiday to Magaluf and, or them going to like tour, on tour in the, in the, it seems like when it starts to change in like East Germany. East and Germany. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, and he's playing at Southampton, you know, it's not like he's like, I mean, a big club now, like through some of his work, probably a bigger club, like, but like. And then, yeah, I, I just found that interesting, and in the, the way that it slowly start you start seeing these little things like of the scene of this like scenery of football is beginning to change. He's like, oh, all of a sudden, there's like a foreigner in the room, and it's like, <laughs> 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 it's like <laughs> some things you can't say now. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, the- I, I- that's yeah. sort of uh, backed up by the way that, like, he talks about the managers. Progressively, the managers mm. get their reigns get shorter and shorter. But there's still Ian Branford, who is a manager that he hates and that apparently everyone hated, still gets three years at Southampton. That is, yeah. like, compared yeah. to what we're talking about now, you wouldn't last uh, twelve months. Well, especially with Southampton, uh, yeah. I mean, not so much at the moment, but in the you know late 2010s. They had something like they had, something, they had a ridiculous amount. Something you know, seven, eight, nine managers in a, in, a, in a few seasons. It, it went crazy. Like Nigel Pearson, that guy Portvite, Jan Portvite, yeah. was his name or something Even like that. Just like, it just Redknapp. Like, the, the thing of it being like a Britain brick and mortar business mm. of like the, the Dell and like all of that, like that. When all of a sudden you've got this hedge fund manager knobhead who comes yeah. in, and like yeah. Yeah. I was like on his and I was like, oh okay, so there's. This is obviously like, and he's in finance, and it's like the guy who owned the club who was like, "Oh, I owned it as like a, it's like a, it's just this Rupert Lowe, yeah, Rupert this Lowe. Rupert that's Lowe. right, yeah. yes, yeah. thanks for all, thanks for that." Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was interesting to just see those things and the way that that changed. And you think about now, and I imagine you guys have read all this, but just like the idea now of like, oh, like you've got a despot who's your fucking chairman, yeah, 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 yeah. We've gone in like literally in the in Matisse's life, we've gone like just nearly his playing career but not quite but gone from having just blokes who from the community run the place because who mm. are like caretakers almost to like an owner fucking like pig farm 
to like you know somebody who's yeah. in finance and has never been to a football match before all of a yeah. sudden buys a club like Southampton like, or just hey. an oligarch yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah it, it, it is really that that's that that is really really yeah, interesting and I think that's what kind of makes the CCA well placed for this book because mm. he, like you say he did oversee all that and because he is such a hero to the people of Southampton this is probably the first this probably is the first book we've done where that is that that straddles the the old world yeah. and the new quite so obviously I don't think there's any other book we've done that and I think you're right it, it is genuinely there's a bit where apparently Peter Shilton was like looking for a like ball to throw out to one of the players and he was trying to go throw it up to Jimmy Case and Jimmy Case just sitting on a wall talking yeah. to a spectator over. <laughs> yeah. and you're like and and this is a league match this is a proper <laughs> league match this yeah. is a serious thing and the idea of that happening like now or in the any time in the Premier League is just ridiculous it's really I, it's genuinely fascinating Mm. I tell you what is disappointing, though. Talking of the old world of football, um, in the introduction, Letitia says, I was once carried off in training after a fainting fit caused by eating too many sausage and egg McMuffins before we even started. <laughs> Which is great. And then he never goes into that story in the I book. That story, he never yeah. t- <laughs> that's the only story I want in the whole yeah. book. He never, he never says it. How and many it- is too many? I want to know how many it was. Dozens. Seven, I reckon. Seven, I want to know, like, because you would have to eat them all and then go training and then faint. It's not like he's eating them and going like, oh, I've had too many. Because you'd have to build up them first and then faint. You know what I mean? And then they're going to hit at some point. Yeah, you know, you, you're going to be like, okay. Like, like the Quaaludes hit, scene in um, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. There's going to be a distance is what I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Unless he was eating them at the time while kicking the ball and heading the ball and stuff. Stuffing yeah. egg muffins down his throat. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put it past the <laughs> Talking about East Germany, you mentioned earlier, Uber. Do you, should we do this week's dramatic reading? Oh, yes. Yes, yes please. This story is called Matt Letissier's Doctor Tries to Remove His Elbow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 we went to the tiny town of Ansbach. He's on a, uh, a preseason tour of East Germany. Here. We went to the tiny town of Ansbach. I remember scuffling for the ball and falling. It was a nothing challenge, but I put my left arm out to break my fall and heard two little clicks. Ooh. I thought it was weird, but I didn't feel any pain until I went to push myself back up. It was agony. I wasn't sure what I'd done, but I knew it hurt like hell. I sat on a stretcher in a corridor waiting for an ambulance, which took an eternity to reach the clubhouse in a remote forest. <laughs> that was like a horror film. That yeah, was like a hospital. Like, were they playing in the cabin in the woods? Yeah. <laughs> really horrible mental image of like, well, it's only five hours till the uh, thing gets here. Um... The blood had drained from my face because of the pain. The journey to the hospital was a shocker because the country roads were packed with bumps and potholes and the pain was, was like being plugged into the mains. <laughs> <laughs> Our physio, Jim Joyce, gave me a couple of painkillers, but they made absolutely no difference. The x-ray showed I had shattered the elbow joint, the ball of the elbow had broken into three pieces. Oh, it sounds horrible. He goes into so much detail about horrible injuries. He, he does. Why? He really does. And the specialist recommended immediate surgery. He wanted to remove the joint. <laughs> Where the f- is that a normal thing for someone to do there at oh, that point? Sure, you remove elbows all the time, don't you? <laughs> Matt is Matt is immediately uh, cautious about this, and uh, you know he's not he's not a doctor, Matt Latissia. I think we should remind people here. Not? But I, as far as I'm aware, <laughs> this guy is is particularly dodgy. I said to the doctor, if he did that, it'd leave me with a floppy arm, and he agreed. <laughs> I love that so much, as if the doctor is like, oh yeah. You're yeah. right. I guess it oh, would. Good, good point. Well, thought, is that okay? Thought, is that okay? I thought the elbow was the like an, the appendix, you know? I thought he <laughs> yeah. could just lose it. But I guess you're right. It would leave you with a floppy arm, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
I panicked and told Jim to get me out of there immediately. There was no way I was going to be left with a dangly arm. <laughs> I was beginning to doubt whether this guy was even a real doctor. <laughs> he lives in the woods, as far as we know. So. <laughs> we, I mean, we drove to what I thought was a hospital, but could have easily just been a big oak tree. <laughs> um, <laughs> And a guy in a leather face outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to remove your elbow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was beginning to tell the doctor. I couldn't believe it. And so I didn't care how much pain I was in. I wanted to go home. We couldn't get a flight that night. So I had to get a taxi back to the hotel and somehow try and sleep. At least I had company on the flight. Simon Charlton pulled a calf muscle. <laughs> they, they tried to remove his leg or something. So he volunteered <laughs> to come back with me. Do you think I, Simon Charlton was like, oh, yeah, I know what you mean, mate. My my calf really hurts. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and Matt is there without an elbow going, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well, we both have equally bad injuries. We can agree on that. <laughs> Um, I went to see a specialist. He absolutely gobsmacked the diagnosis I received in Germany, and he reassured me I wouldn't be left with a floppy arm. There we go. He, uh, yeah, that was. I, I forgot about that trip. There was two trips, wasn't there? And in the middle, yes. Germany was unified. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's um, that's unified Germany, isn't it? Yeah. Story? yeah, yeah. Is it? Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was maybe he, he had to wait until Germany was unified to get his elbow fixed. <laughs> That's why the wall fell. Yeah. <laughs> that, that fix his elbow. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Guys, I think uh, this book, to me, and we say it a lot, we say a lot of books are very partridge We get a lot of uh, part- <laughs> partridgeisms. I would say this one takes the biscuit. Oh, there's, yes. There's two it I flagged. Takes lettuce, I think you mean. Hey, uh, <laughs> lettuce, kids. 
Oh, <laughs> two bits that I've um, two bits that I flagged. Um, the game was live on Sky. It was snowing and it was Valentine's Day, which was great because it meant I didn't have to take the wife out for an overpriced meal. Oh was God, <laughs> God, I hated that bit so much. <laughs> and and the the most uh, in terms of name drops is the best one he had, which is actually when he proposed to his wife. He said, uh, fittingly, I proposed to her at a golf club. I had played in Ronan Keating's charity golf day at the K Club, <laughs> <laughs> which must have raised two hundred thousand pounds for the auction alone. Uh, <laughs> he really likes like nineties like pop music, doesn't yes. he? Yes, yeah, uh, and the, which is nice, but he can't say that without qualifying it by saying i'm not a homosexual yeah <laughs> yeah can i read that out this little please bit? do yeah, yeah 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 okay so he's talking about john beresford i got on really well with him to the extent that a couple of years ago i took him to see shania twain in concert <laughs> i know it sounds like i know how it sounds but i've been a big fan funny like he's in before is it possible to be a Shania Twain hipster? Yeah, like, well, he incredible. Is. That's a, he's, a, he's an outside the box man. He's a man. <laughs> um, so he means pre come on over album, I assume. Oh yeah. yeah. I was like reading this and I was thinking, oh, this is this is nice. I like this aspect of Matt Um <laughs> I was given a ticket to see her at Wembley, but I was never quite, I was quite near the back, so I bought a couple of see, see, uh, uh, tickets to see her at Sheffield, but couldn't find anybody to go with. Bez lived up there. John Beresford, um, so, and asked for I asked not Bez for, from the Happy Mondays. No, yeah, sorry, Bez, <laughs> which would Happy be a Mondays. great gig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just did Malibu and Coke and Coke. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was always up. He was always up for a night. Uh, yeah, so I went out with him. Anyway, at the venue, whatever. Oh, here we go. He was the only bloke I knew who shared my love of Malibu and Coke. There you go. Um, <laughs> Which wasn't exactly a ma- which isn't exactly a manly drink. The look on the barmaid's face was priceless as two guys walked in and ordered this girly drink. And when we told her we were going to see Shania Twain, you could see what a pair of gays stamped across <laughs> her forehead. Like there's a bit where he says that he likes someone else who's like a pop. I don't know if anyone remembers it, but oh, it's Robbie Williams. He says amazingly, he he says they they had an after match party. I can't remember what it was for. Poss- oh, it was for like a own- sky. It was like a soccer, soccer match. kind of thing. Soccer, the, match. Soccer thing. the match, yeah. And he says he uh, he went and found a quiet seat in his own. He was uh, joined by Robbie Williams, who came and sat on the floor next to him. <laughs> next to me. <laughs> he said that he has a lot of time for him. They talked a lot about music, and he. <laughs> Uh, although I'm not sure, I'm not sure he shared my taste for Shaken Stevens. Very oh yeah, weird. he loves he's he loves Shaken Stevens. Shaken Stevens. Does he love Chesney Hawks as well? I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he does. does yeah. Well. He interviews him when he yeah. has a, he, he yeah. has a radio show on like yeah. not BBC Solon, what some some Rupert Low funded um, yeah, radio yeah. station. That was <laughs> it's so weird. Shall we make a Spotify playlist of all of Matt Lucas's favorite music? That's yeah. a great idea. We should, yeah, we, should, we should definitely release that. Shaken <laughs> Stevens, Robbie Williams. And yeah, he, says that he went to go see um, uh, Take That in with two of his aunties and says yeah. I must have been the only straight male there. <laughs> that is, but that is very sweet he went to go to watch sweet. take that with two of his aunties is this common <laughs> by the way guys you've read a lot of football books is there like a lot of casual bigotry yeah. uh, yes yeah sometimes yeah. yeah on the spectrum this is not that bad yeah, yeah I would maybe. say there's no like there doesn't seem like there's any like great malice behind a lot of it it's just him using those words it seems like because he feels like he yeah it's it words makes, he probably hears all the time like, in the dressing room makes you completely understand the ecosystem that allowed uh keys and grey to thrive <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah ah this is the environment of keys and grey um, yeah. keysian and grazian touch <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Grant Holt also loves Chesney Hawks as well. It's so weird. Yeah. That all, do you think yeah. it's because of the um the Iron Grant the Holt walked down the aisle to him. Grant yeah. Holt walked down they, the aisle to him. They all think that one and only is about them. That's exactly. What it That's is. what I think it is, genuinely. I mean, to be yeah. fair, someone like uh, Matt Letizier is kind of right in some ways. Yeah. yeah. I've read something about him on the internet. Not Don't, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but he was voted two months ago as the Eurosport best Premier League player of all time. And it was a vote that other players voted in, including Cristiano Ronaldo, Wayne Rooney, Alan Shearer and Thierry Henry. And he voted number one two months ago. I think remarkable. um, I'm sure there's a famous quote by Xavi or Iniesta who says that just before this. Yeah. yeah, It says like the the, the player who inspired the most growing up was Matt Lissizio. It is incredible. He is like, so... If anyone hasn't, for whatever reason, watched just a compilation of Matt Atizio's greatest goals on YouTube, it is—it's insane. Like, there's if whatever we say about the book, it's—he he is untouchable on the field, basically, and that's why he is. I, I agree with you, but he's fascinating because he never earned the money he deserved to earn. He never made the move that he probably deserved to go, and by his own choice, he just kept ripping up contracts. Basically, he was offered. Yeah, he had a move to Spurs lined up, and he—he he had, he had a move to a Spurs yeah. like locked in a vault. It was, yeah. so yeah. it was, it was yeah, like what, something out of uh, yeah, like out of because he said that he need if he moved to Liverpool he would need a he would need a translator. Yeah, yeah, yeah going <laughs> up north. <laughs> brilliant, Matt, brilliant. Um, but, but it's it's yeah. true, and he um and that was like in the era when Spurs that was when Spurs had Lineker and uh, Gaza and stuff like that. Imagine yeah. Gaza and yeah. Matisse on the same pitch. Been... What well, he he could have got to the era of fat bastards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was the fat bastard in yeah. the golden age of fat bastards. He's kind of also he's like a skinny fat bastard. He's like he's, he's, he's ungainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I it's agree. The guy, when you play five aside, it's the guy with the socks around his ankles who's right. more than you, but doesn't want to trap that. Like it's like that's what I mean by fat bastard. I don't. I'm not talking about his weight in any way. Sure, sure, it's an sure, sure, sure. State of mind. Right, I'm with you. I'm with you. There was a yeah. joke one of the managers made, which was that Southampton could never play in hoops in those uh, in that period because it would make him look too fat. So they had to make sure they played in stripes, which I just love as a phrase, as a thing. But also, like Matt Letizia makes these jokes about himself constantly. Yeah, like, he's he's constantly making these jokes, and it's actually quite endearing in a way. Um, <laughs> but he also. He calls himself God a lot, which I mean, he was called God by the Southampton fans. He has, he does have like a, for every self-deprecated joke, he does have some like very, very arrogant things he says in a bit in like a, in a way which is kind of merited. And he'll often say like, yeah, there was another guy who wasn't as good as me, but they kept playing him anyway. Yeah. Uh, and I told everyone that he wasn't as good as me. <laughs> they just and, then, and, then, me. It, and then when he finally like unseats that guy, he's like, wow, I unseated the mighty Paul Moody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's then, the name, Paul Moody. And yeah. then he's like, oh, I, I know I'm being mean to Paul Moody, but Paul Moody would be the first to admit that he sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, would he? <laughs> it is, you're right. There's a really weird thing where he's both incredibly self-deprecating and then is also like, I'm the arguably the most talented player yeah. to ever play this game. <laughs> the, the enigma. It's exactly what Uber yeah. said. Yeah, he's a contradiction. I also feel like it's like, it's he like he straddles the boards between these eras of football that are so, mm. so disparate. And um, I feel like he is a character from another era as well because like the idea of like of being wed to a club and them not like, when people talk these days about the amount footballers get paid and whatever, and it's like, yeah, well, that money was always in the game. It just mm. used to line the pockets of whoever owned the club. Like there were still 40,000 people paying loads of money. And yeah. players were like legally bound to play for clubs and didn't have any autonomy. And it's like, I feel sorry for Matt Letizia in a way because, all right, he's sort of in control of his own destiny, but he's still getting paid like the same amount that some like 
coked up consultant gets for like coming up with a tagline nowadays like yeah. you're not getting, like not getting paid there's like every other player at the time is earning like triple what Matt Littes and he's yeah it's a little bit sad in a way I think because then you you like spills into a different yeah I don't know a different life but there's a glory as well yeah for sure and you know it it kind of keeps up this the uh, the legend of Matt Letizier, I think. If if Letiz was someone earning, you know, you see, there's a lot of luxury players you see these days. I say luxury players. I sound like such a granddad, but like yeah. someone like Özil, for example, mm. earning three hundred grand uh, a week and stuff like that. You know, he's probably Özil's as like, mercurially talented as as, as Letizier is, but you know, because he's earning all that money, he just gets slagged off by everyone. But because Letizier kind of sat there at Southampton. With with no money on there, everyone everyone loves him even more for that. Whereas if he sat on the bench at United in those days, it would have been wouldn't be the same story. Yeah, right. I mean that sort of it, what's odd is that it seems to have come as a surprise to Matt Letizia that he was earning so little. Like it almost like yeah. at the end of his <laughs> the career. End of the book. Yeah. Oh, what I could have earned more. But <laughs> I mean, genuinely, there's a bit where he's like, "Were you ever upset that you didn't earn as much?" And he's like, "Yeah, I thought everyone was on the same amount of money. Yeah. What are we talking about? Like three grand's not a lot of money." And they were like, "No, it's not. You're you should be paid way, 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 way more." And that, that I think there's something about like that also just touching on not it not being about money. It's like there's a, like I guess there's like a way that we're conditioned to think these days, and we we belong all to the modern era in every mm-hmm. sense of it. Like. But like, we're, it's like you need to do everything that your skill, like you need to get to the highest you possibly can. And that's what the pursuit, of, that's what life's about. And yeah. like, I feel like there's something so fundamentally different about Letizia. Like, I, I cannot understand why he didn't take the contract. At yep. Spurs. Yeah, I, then, I cannot, I cannot understand but it. But then that's, I understand why a Southampton fan would love him for that, exactly that. Like, but. Like, you know, if it was, I love the fact that Gerard stayed at Liverpool, but it's different, but, it, you know. It's, well, he won the Champions League at Liverpool. Yeah, and he did, but, so, it's, yeah, it's, it's, but it's still, he would have probably won more had he gone to Chelsea. Sure, yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That but true. I, I still, but I still think there's a, it's hard to understand with Letizia because he was fighting against relegation every single year. Every, I love how you've read the whole of Taking Letiz and we've barely got any stories from it. And we still know nothing about Matthew Letizia. <laughs> it feels like we're, we're still questioning him, which I would Why? say... Yeah, we didn't talk about the, the betting scandal. Uh, uh, when he brushes past that in the book, I was like... This I, is know, I know, I know, it's mad. Unbelievable. <laughs> that was actually one of the only things I knew about the book because that was quite a well-known story, especially around Southampton. I've got a friend of mine who's a big Southampton fan and he told me about this story before. So the, the crux of it is uh, he's into spread betting, right? Yeah. At the time, and he has to kick a... He makes a bet that he's going to get the kick the ball out of play in thirty seconds or so, within thirty seconds. And yeah. He can't get it, and the money's going down up until four minutes. What's he got to do it? So he's he's running around the pitch trying to kick the ball out of play he, in four he, minutes, so he doesn't lose all his money basically. Yeah, he because uh, he, he it's from the kickoff, so it sort of makes sense because he would be like, okay, yeah, if you're from the kickoff, kick the ball out of play, you make money. But he is too good at football to just kick it out of, <laughs> out yeah, of play. Yeah. He can't just overhit a pass, so he does like the perfectly slightly overhit pass, and the player who's on the wing somehow Neil Shipley, manages, Neil Shipley yeah. somehow yeah. manages to get it. Probably the best bit of control Neil Shipley has ever done. <laughs> And then, and then Matt Letizia has to spend the whole time kicking the ball about. But it's it's fascinating because he talks about like Bruce Grobbler, um, who is accused of you know match yeah. fixing and like getting yes. in goals and yes. and uh, you know a betting scandal. I think there is um after the book was released. I think uh, Hampshire Police did look into it. 
And they dropped the case because he's, you know, it's Latisse who cares. Crazy. But yeah. it's just, it, he does, he talks about it like a fun anecdote. Yeah. Like yeah, it's just yeah. Absolutely, but it's, it's, it's very illegal. Yeah. It's illegal. <laughs> yeah, it's surprising. Because it, it, it seems to go from, uh, the only gamble he does before that is playing Fruit Machines over yeah. and over again. <laughs> Which goes into, like, and he loses and... loads of money. It's really yeah. funny. I like, so the, the reason that I, Pretty much one of the reasons that I like the idea of doing Letitia is again, yeah, trying as we said at the beginning, like trying to dig into what it what it is that makes this enigma tick. But I I found it funny that he you so I said earlier he he's already calling he distrusts authority when he's in, when he's playing for the junior teams with Guernsey and Jersey. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trusts authority there. So that's that was one point. There's a bit where he talks about he talks a lot about like the media. And he's like, yeah. well, of course, mm. the media. And it's like, it's this like faceless thing. And it was like, there's a few there's lines I've written out there. Like, it'd probably better if I just like, whatever. I think you've, you've all read it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it, but then it's, I thought it was really interesting. He, yeah, the, the one thing, the one that I really like, actually, I've got this written down. Basically, he hates the dubious goals panel. <gasps> yes, he does. Like, he thinks he, he that does. it's a conspiracy. He thinks it's a conspiracy. Yeah, like, he does. Yeah. And who's this Swedish teammate, Norwegian teammate who he's got? Emil? Egloschestad. Yeah, so that guy scores the hat trick and they take it off him and they say that it's... Yeah, a, against United. Yeah, They say that it's... A, they say it's a, I watched that. It was actually a brilliant hat trick, but, but it was like, the world's against Matt Letizia, and yeah. he distrusts so many things. But, and this is what I found really funny, is there are so many accounts in the book where he blindly trusts the people around him. Like he says, like, so he's really distrustful of any sense of authority or anybody like that. But then if it's one of his mates, it just goes three games from the end of the season. James swept home. I don't know who he's talking about. James Beattie, maybe? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is James Beattie. Yeah. Um, three games to the end of the season. James swept home a superb cushion volley from a tight angle in of the of the right of the penalty area. He swears he meant it. And I'm inclined to believe him. <laughs> <laughs> so about, Why, not? Why wouldn't I? This is like, there's one with, who's, what's his name? Fran, Franny. Franny Benali. Yeah. Franny Benali. There's another yeah. bit where he says the exact line. And then another bit where he says it about Alan Ball or somebody. Oh, he, he'll believe that. And it's like, these guys are probably lying, Matt. And the people, <laughs> and it's, it's really interesting how he has it. Like, but anyway, so he really distrusts things. And then I was like, le- looking down on Letizia, because I have quite a few common things with him. We're both from really big families, grew up in small towns, things like that. So I was like, oh, me and Letizia, we've got a little bit in common. But then I was like, but not the conspiracy stuff. And then he started going on about Alex Ferguson match fixing. And I was like, I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Letizia, you've got me. He won you round in the end. Yeah, I was like, I think by the end of this book, I became Letizia. And I I was, I was, yeah, I was, I was worried about myself. I was like, yeah, he had me, he he had me at Alex Ferguson. He used to have power over all the referees. And I was like, yeah, you got me. Absolutely right. Just stumbled upon a gem. I found his fat stats. Oh, have you read this? No, give me the page. I have Matt Letizia's fat stats: the M Plan diet. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Breakfast: sausage and egg McMuffin. Lunch: jacket potato with tomato ketchup and as much cheese as I could nick from the canteen. (laughs) Afternoon: two cans of Coca Cola (brackets not diet). Pack of crisps, bar of chocolate, and tea. Chicken Kiev, chips, beans, and a pint of Coke. Does he have that every night? Yeah, this man <laughs> should be on Secret Eaters. 
disgusting. He's got scurvy, I swear. <laughs> yeah. You try and introduce him to the dietitian, and he, <laughs> yeah. he does it for two weeks. He's like, I didn't play any better, so I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> In fairness, he probably wouldn't, really. It's true. And also, he oh, like... his dream team, sorry, this bit is just his dream team. Matthew Letitia in free roll and 10 hard workers. Are, are you reading the book live on the yeah. podcast? <laughs> yeah. I got to, I'm sorry. I got to the end of all the chapters and I thought I'm not reading 25 pages of stats, but it turns no. it has some gems in it. It the, does. The stats actually are some of the best bets, weirdly. I actually, that was literally exactly what I did. So I, I, <laughs> I got to the end of that and I thought, yeah, I, I, this is the book. I've never seen any <laughs> listing quotes about themselves at the back of a book. <laughs> Well, there is it is oh it is fascinating because it's not just that. It's after he finishes playing, the book ends with a couple of chapters about Sam Southampton from when he wasn't even there. It's just oh, him yeah. talking about I, Southampton. I, I, would, I would argue that's not where it ends. That is basically halfway through the book. No, and I was right, like, right. what are we gonna do now for the rest of the book? And he just starts talking about Southampton <laughs> like he's a fan, like you've been trapped in a pub by the Southampton fan being like, <laughs> Then Rupert Lowe got Harry Redknapping. Can you believe it? And you're like, You weren't there. Why am I reading this? Oh. <laughs> it's a bit like do you remember Darren Huckabee retired and he started writing Norwich match reviews. That was, that he was wrote endearing. match reports afterwards. That was that, that was endearing because he'd be like, I still keep up with Norwich every so often. Matt Letizia is like, and then we move on to <laughs> like seven, like like it's like a not hundred pages, but it's something like eighty pages. Of yeah, there's a lot of pages. So I mean, there to... is a bit when he tried to buy the club. Um, yeah, but that's yeah. Still, that's still about two chapters after he's you know talked about them getting relegated. Yeah, uh, sort of into like, League One when he wasn't there. Yeah. Does Does anybody? So obviously, since this, there's been ten years, and in that time, Southampton have become a very successful club. Yeah. Um, yeah. And are like absolutely smashing it. Currently, like yeah. what are they second or third in the league? Yeah, like yeah third or fourth. Yeah. Um. So. Um. And also, Matt Letizia has lost his job. So uh, at Sky, after mm. and we know what how much he loves that. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he writes a whole chapter about it. How he he, he really much. does. I, and it's nice. That's quite nice. That bit I thought. That's quite I, I, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> but fine. Um, but uh, I, I preferred the like away at Oldham to that. Yeah. Um, but, right. What does everyone think that Matt Letizia is going to do now? I mean, he's on. There's no after dinner circuit because I I do public speaking and. <laughs> And that part of that part of my income is gone. So Matt Letizia is also not earning any money doing that. Maybe Rupert Lowe will buy another radio station. <laughs> Just give him the breakfast show. Yeah. Just interviewing him and uh, Chesney Hawks. Yeah. Rupert, Lowe, Rupert Lowe buys NTS. I would love to listen to a podcast that was just uh, Matt Letizia talking to Chesney Hawks every week. <laughs> the last thing I was, wanted to mention was um, the worst chapter in the book is when he just talks about being a caddy for a golfer I've never heard of. Yep. <laughs> yeah. For about three, after three finishes, some, and he and he's like, "Oh, I told him not to use that club. He used the other club, and then that, that didn't go very well." And I was like, "I risked the urge to say, yeah. I, I told you so.'" It's like, why am I <laughs> go back to talking about Southampton when you weren't there? Richard Bland <laughs> is his name, which is a very fitting fitting name. <laughs> so that's that's the book, I guess. Uh, long. Oh, and it ends with loads of tributes <laughs> from fans, including yeah. one which uh, is from Tim, which says, "I have three heroes: Morrissey, Mandela, and Matt Latiss." <laughs> Mandela's going to become a conspiracy theorist as well. <laughs> yeah. Poor Tim, that hasn't worked out too well. Yeah. That sounds like someone's Tinder bio or something. Yeah. That, uh, I definitely swiped on that person before. Did, th- did this book change you guys, Uber? I mean, I'd become Matt Letizia, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
I've, re- I've realized the this, I don't know. I, I guess that it's uh, has it changed me? It's too soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to you at the end of the series. Come, come back in a year. <laughs> Quick rate out of 10. Tash. Four. Okay. Jack. Five. Uber. Five's good. I'll go, okay. no, I'll go six. I was going to go for I'll go for six as well. Yeah, I, I'm with Uber there. So that's what twenty one by four, five and a five and a five and a quarter. Five and a bit. Yeah, yeah five and a quarter. Right. I say so. I, 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 it wasn't it wasn't a bad book. I didn't think it was it was quite funny at times and yeah, just very there's, long. There's, there's a lot of talking also about his nose and being like, I got a really <laughs> big nose, and then Phil Thompson turns up at the end being like, I've got a big nose as well. It's just like yeah. people chatting about their noses for pages and pages. And pages. I like. I did. We didn't touch on at all. It does. It is quite beautiful the relationship that he has with the Southampton fans. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And actually, the, the the while I think that the last forty pages where it's just tributes is a shocking amount of filler. Uh, <laughs> like it is very sweet. You see a lot yeah. of Sandra fans clearly love him. And yeah, and like, he clearly is a he clearly loves the club and clearly yeah. found his match in life because he literally every season they go through this same uh, poor start, little bit of good form, awful, awful period, and then they just fucking every year it feels like from the way that he writes it. I, I'd have to watch the games back, but he, it feels like he pulls them out of the shit every year. Like, or he, or they all do together. He doesn't quite say it like that, but it's just quite. I, I can imagine if you're a Southampton, Southampton fan, you would absolutely love yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. As a as an honorary Southampton fan today, loved it. Yeah. Ten, giving it ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the quiz this week, you're all named after a part of Latissa's diet plan. So, Uber, you're a sausage McMuffin. Tash, you're a jacket potato and ketchup plus cheese. You can mention the cheese if you want. It might be long to shout okay. out. And Jack, you're a chicken Kiev and chips. So just shout <laughs> shout your new name uh, if you know the answer to the question. Uh, question one, what was the name of the Southampton band who sang the song Bring Him On For England about oh. Matt Latiss? Oh, God, what were they called? I wrote this down. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sausage Egg McMuffin. Yes. Uh, the Valley Slags. The Valley Slags is correct. <laughs> <laughs> name i wanted to hear the song yeah we should look that up uh one point we can add it to the we can add it to the the playlist nice um question number two which of these athletics records did matt latisse break at school a 100 meter sprint b 55 meter hurdles c most sausage muffins chucked down in an hour oh um oh god chicken Uh, uh, chips jackie potato Uh, chicken kiev was in just before i'm afraid uh it was the 55 meters hurdles because i remember thinking that is very short (laughs) yeah that is a very short distance that's true point to chicken kiev number three how did southampton player danny wallace describe his move to united to the press oh uh chicken kiev and chips very quick what is it chicken kiev Uh, like the icing on a on jam is it yeah. that? Yeah, the, the icing, the icing on the jam of my career. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Two more questions. Uh, what reality show would Matt Lassissier consider doing? Chicken Kiev and chips. Yep, it's Celebrity Big Brother. Is correct. Oh, he said it why, why did we which, never get him on there? Which one? Would, yeah, he said he wants to go on it to slag off Tony, uh, to slag off Caprice for going out yeah. with Tony Adams. <laughs> <It> was <so laughs> weird. Wasn't it? He, he was he was like saying, "Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it." And then they kept on pushing him back further and further and further. Yeah, oh. we haven't asked you, Matt. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I'll do it. I just want to talk to Caprice. <laughs> I'd quite like to see him in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. He, he said, said he, he wouldn't do, it. do that. He I he know he said, but now it's in Wales. Maybe he would. It's not yeah. too far from going. That's Guernsey. true. <laughs> That's yeah, he's been point. there before. He's been there before. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm a celebrity next year should be on the Channel Islands. I think yeah. Um, and finally, what's the record amount of chocolate bars Latisse has eaten during an episode of Sa- Soccer Saturday? Uh, sausage egg McMuffin. Yes. Four. Four is correct. Very good. Wow. He, he, that was the bit where I was like, oh, he's a child. He's a child because he not only <laughs> yeah. eating a lot of chocolate, he has made, he's like, he would tell Jeff Stelling, he'd be like, Jeff, 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 I've eaten four this week. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to say, actually, because I normally have a, like you know a glass of wine or a pint while we're doing this but because yes. it's we're doing it in the morning instead I, I i in honor of matt Letitier, i had one of those massive dairy milk bars like the 200 <laughs> grammars with jelly beans and popping candy in it i oh, feel I like you'd be those. proud of me oh that is I'm, I'm sure you would be tash i'm Letiz sure would yeah. love that yeah <laughs> that's very good uber you got a new documentary out called sending an attractive lookalike to my high school reunion i watched it this morning and it was really really great really 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 oh. funny Thanks, mate. Where where can people find it? You can get it on uh, on on Vice, all their social media, so YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's gone much better than an I. I think that like I've had like viral successes before, and as the longer over the past three years or whatever, yeah, and the the longer it goes on, it's a sense of relief that <laughs> you've, not, you've not flopped. Okay. Um, <laughs> But so I am very relieved that it's doing well. That's it's, like, yeah, it's so good. It's it's really, 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 really funny. I'm sure everyone listening, go check it out. Anyone has any thoughts on the book or any questions for us? Message us at Footy Book Club on Twitter, Football Book Club on Instagram, or on Facebook. Review the podcast, subscribe, follow us. Any last words, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of some some words, and I was going to say nose. No, 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 that's not good enough, is it? Augustine Delgado Stan. (laughs) (laughs) You're an Augustine Delgado Stan. Cool. (laughs) There we go. From all of us, Augustine Delgado Stans. (laughs) Good night. Thanks for listening to the Football Book Club. It featured James Bug, Jack Bernhardt, Natasha Daniels, and Uber Butler. It was produced and created by James Bug. Thanks to Matt Letizia for writing the book. But what are they all up to now? Well, Matt Letizia is still a god Southampton fans, but has now left Soccer Saturday. However, he did smash his most chocolate bars eaten in an episode record before he left. Good for him. Hassan Cashlul is now, according to Wikipedia, a property developer. Not funny, but hey, we like to educate and inform too on here. The doctor in East Germany has since long lost his medical license for trying to amputate Chris Marsden's pelvis. Rona Keating still playing in charity golf days whilst also angling for a slot on Rupert Lowe's radio station. And Matt and Chesney Hawks get in touch with up for doing a podcast together. We'll see you next week for more Football Book Club. Until then, please review and subscribe. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 